0: Hi, this is John with the Food Field podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has been the host of the Food Field podcast for the last 2 years. Anchor also has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is completely free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hey, this is John David Schneider and this is Food Field, A show about wild food ingredients and how to collect them. When I was a kid, I would spend hours and even days at a time prowling the wooded hills around our farm looking for grouse even when only armed with my little green fiberglass recurve my memories are filled with the success of campfires a can of beans and a grouse breasts wrapped in tin foil over coals it's interesting to me that in my adult years of focused waterfowl and big game bow hunting the grouse hunt somehow became much less important the collecting of grouse meat was nothing more to me than an opportunistic byproduct of hiking cutlines, calling elk or walking back to the truck from a morning of sitting in a whitetail stand. I think that these birds and the tradition of upland bird hunting really deserve more of my respect and dedication during the hunting seasons that I have left. As I get older, I'm interested in trying to reclaim some of these memories of my youth. So earlier this September and with purpose, I set out to the boreal forest to try to find some grouse for the freezer. It was the first time I had really hunted grouse in perhaps 40 years. I'm so glad that these simple hunts are quickly finding a place in my schedule once more after all this time. I decided to sneak off for an overnight trip, a quick overnight trip to bear camp here in the boreal forest in Alberta. This is the area that Kevin Coswin Jeff Sanger and I have hunted for seven years now I guess for bear mainly in the spring but Kevin and Jeff have been up here quite often as well in the fall for deer and bear and other things and we've always seen a lot of grouse up here so I thought that I would spend a couple of days in the hunting season to focus on grouse. So the road that I had in mind was it was just a little two-track that leads up to a lease. It's a road that isn't maintained, so I'm able to walk up and down the road for easy access, and, and I'm able to shoot from that two-track. Um, So yeah, I pulled up in the truck, and I just planned on sleeping in the truck. I've got a cot set up so that I you know, can just literally park and be camped, and uh, so I did that and uh, got myself organized and my gear together little trap line from the truck and I had only walked I don't know maybe 10 yards 20 yards and flushed two spruce grouse and uh, so it happened that quick so I shot two grouse and I was I was in the money Uh, a few paces later I flushed up another one and I actually missed that one with my bow, and uh the first two had shot with the shotgun the, the third one I'd missed with my bow and lost that and so yeah, the hunt was off to a really good start. I had two birds lined up right away, and then later on that evening yesterday evening uh just was walking through the woods and through the uh through down the two track and flushed up three roughed grouse and ended up shooting one of those and then uh yeah a little later in the evening i managed to get another one further down the road so i uh, ended up yesterday with four birds total uh three spruce hens through spruce grouse and one rough grouse and so the, yeah that was a good night went back to camp and uh actually i i moved my camp i went back to the camp that we always camp at uh we call it bear camp for the from the wild episodes just felt more comfortable there it was kind of weird being there without Kevin and Jeff that's the first time I've ever been there solo but uh yeah it was it was nice to visit that camp it's it feels like home hunting these boreal grouse is actually pretty simple um they're tendency to flush quickly um and then roost almost instantly makes them super vulnerable i mean you just don't you don't need a dog or anything you just literally flush the birds up and then watch where they land up in a tree which is usually within 10 yards of where they flushed and and there you go um if you bump them a second time they will go a little further but sometimes you can watch them um where they land again but you're never going to get a third chance at them when they get flushed twice they are out of there or three times they are out of there so but um, so yeah hunting these grouse in the boreal forest is not like traditional ring wing shooting in southern Alberta for the uh, for partridge and and uh, sharp tails Um, there you know when birds get bumped Um, they go they can go a mile um, until you lose sight of them so yeah this is pretty easy it was just simply a way to get some meat to put in the freezer right away it was a nice quick easy little trip a lot of fun really glad i did it sorry to interrupt this episode but i would like you to do me a favor if you would if you enjoy these podcasts, there are a few things that you can do to help. Follow the show on Instagram at Podcasts so you can see some of the scenes that we are talking about on the show and some of the things that I am working on that haven't made the show yet. Additionally, please tell your friends. Please do leave a review if you like what you hear. The show quality will get better over time as I learn and acquire better gear. You can help me get there with your encouragement. Thanks and enjoy the rest of the show. So from the very minute that I shot this grouse, this rough grouse, um, I could tell it was a young bird. It had uh, small tail feathers and and it was with a group of uh, what were apparently its siblings. So I could tell it was a young bird, but it was just, it was still really chunky. I loved the rough grouse for how much breast meat they have. And so from the minute I shot this bird, I knew that I wanted to make um, chicken strips and fries. (laughs) <laughs> it's one of my favorite dishes um, for rough grouse and there's all sorts of ways to do it but I decided to make fast food out of slow food so what I've done is I've taken the um, I've taken the breast meat off of the bird and uh, the legs I just put in the cavity of a of a spruce grouse so I'll, I'll eat those later when I roast the spruce grouse but um, So what I did with this, so I take the breast meat off of, uh, off of the bone, and then you'll feel with your thumb that there's a little, there's a fillet inside the breast meat that just comes out with your fingers. So now you've got four pieces of breast meat, and now I will just uh, cut that breast meat in half again. So I've got my six pieces of breast meat, and what I'll do here is I've got several other ingredients. I've got breadcrumbs. Um, so we are a, an organic grain farm here, and we have stone mills and we supply flour to uh, bakeries and, and, and customers within the area of Edmonton. One of our customers is Bonton Bakery, so we get our bread from Bonton. When the bread, when the loaf of bread is going a little bit stale towards the end, we'll just uh, like when you're ready to, to uh, bring out a fresh loaf of bread, instead of throwing that, that stale loaf away, we just cut it into cubes and then let it dry. Um, and then we keep bags of it around as, uh, as dried bread cubes. And then it's really easy to just grind up in the blender. I have a little slap chop type thing that, that grinds it up pretty fine. So I take my bread crumbs, and I've got some spices, salt, pepper, garlic. Um, what else did I use? I think that's all I used actually for this. Um, now I'll take uh, some eggs. And um, just one or two is fine. And so what we'll do now is, so I've got a little bit of an egg wash going here. So I'll take the meat pieces, dip them in the egg. Um, Then I will dip them in some flour. Of course, we have some flour handy. Um, Then I'll dip it back in the egg wash and then uh, into the breadcrumbs. And then you're done coating them. I went out to the garden and I dug up a hill of potatoes. So we're gonna have uh, fast food from slow food. So you need French fries. So I'm gonna take some potatoes here and just cut them up julienne. I like them nice and thin, they cook a little quicker. And uh, I don't know, if we're doing fast food, then that more closely represents the, the McDonald's kind of fast food fries that we're used to. Um, These potatoes here are just phenomenal. I wish I knew the variety. They are a yellow-fleshed, well, they're not that yellow, but anyways, they're more yellow than normal. Uh, Yellow-fleshed, red skin variety, and they're elongated. They're almost like a banana fingerling. So I wish I knew. We just got them from a neighbor who says he's been growing them for years, and they're his favorite potato. And uh, yeah, I see why because uh, I made fries out of these before and it's just phenomenal. Alright, so now I have my um, my fillets, my rough grouse uh, not fillets, my rough grouse breast meat uh, strips, my chicken, my, my chicken strips. Um, they're coated in the mixture of flour egg and breadcrumbs, seasoned breadcrumbs, and so we and we've got our fries cut, so the rough grouse will take a little bit longer. To um, cook than the fries. Okay, so we've got our hot oil going with our chicken strips and we'll let those brown up. Uh, We'll flip them once, make sure they get evenly brown on all sides. Towards the end, like I guess when I flip the fillet, when I flip the strips, that's when I'll add the fries. Um, That seems to be about right. It depends on how thick you cut your fries, but I've got mine cut pretty thin. The grouse strips are just done to perfection. They're just, oh, they're just a gorgeous sort of deep golden brown color. I'm assuming that they're done in the middle. I'm not sure how long they were in for. Um, Again, it kind of depends, it really depends on the temperature of your oil. Uh, So I don't know. Um, I've never worked at a fast food restaurant, so I'm not sure. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, were they in for five minutes? I don't know. Maybe something like that. So um, whatever. You, you'll, you'll be able to tell. Um, just throw a little salt on the fries. Of course, I've got some malt vinegar set out already. Um, I've actually got a um, gooseberry jelly that will act as a dip for the strips. But I'm just going to try them here first. Okay, so we've got our fries and our chicken strips here set out. I'm just going to try these strips and... Mm. Oh my. Mm. Oh man. These, oh, this, the flavor of this is so amazing. Mm. Um. Sorry, I'm talking with my mouth well, Um, You can taste, the, you know, like if you've ever had the fast food chicken strips, they're just sort of bland tasting. Most of the flavor comes in the coating. There's definitely that flavor in the coating, the deep fried um, breadcrumb and the seasoned breadcrumbs. There's definitely flavor there, but man, you get at the end, you get this. Um, it's still mild. Rough Gross is a very mild uh, poultry, but it's a it's less mild than chicken and it and it comes through and oh my gosh it just tastes so amazing um if you try this if you try doing this with your rough grouse i guarantee you that you want to be hunting rough grouse more often so there you go um huge success fast food from slow food um so happy i was able to harvest that rough grouse i will definitely be out again this fall for Upland. I know that I'm going down with Kevin Koswin and Jeff Sanger when we are hunting mule deer. We're going to be chasing some Hungarian partridge and sharptails. Um, so you know what will be interesting is to do a little taste comparison between some different species. So there you go. gross, fast food from slow food, chicken strips and fries. I think a little information on grouse hunting gear is in order. There are myriad ways to hunt grouse. Hunting these boreal birds is actually pretty easy with a bow, especially if you're better shot than me. When they flush and land in a tree, they are easy pickings with a single projectile from a small bore rifle or bow. For the purists who only shoot birds on the wing guns can vary wildly expensive belgian side-by-sides and cheap single shot shotguns can both be used to good success in a wide range of calibers my choice is my pickup truck of a gun the remington 870 wingmaster in 12 gauge configuration it is a 55 year old gun with a two and three quarter inch chamber so i'm using matching remington ammunition one ounce of size six shot 1290 feet per second the box is called a game load i like these shells a lot they are perfect all-around ammunition i've used them on ducks in field shoot situations where the birds are landing gear down all around the decoys as well as rabbits and and grouse they've always been my upland bird go-to shells All right, well, that does it for the Food to Field podcast. Thank you for joining me. The hunting season here in Alberta is just getting started. We have a number of trips planned. We will be chasing mule deer and whitetails with our bows. Uh, Also, I will be getting back out into the bush and the prairies looking for some upland birds and waterfowl. So I hope you'll stay tuned. See you soon.